0: Hey guys, it's Christy. Welcome back to Brave and Boss, the podcast. This is episode 10, where I'm going to be talking all about my experience pitching to the dragons on the Canadian TV show, Dragon's Den. It was actually almost four years ago that I did the pitch and I'm no longer in an NDA. So I'm talking all about the experience, what happened, everything leaning up to it, just so you can prep yourself in case you end up pitching on TV. All right, let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. All right, I'm back and excited to talk to you all about my experience back in the day, pitching to Dragon's Den. So guys, if you're not familiar with what Dragon's Den is, Dragon's Den is basically the Canadian slash UK equivalent of Shark Tank, which you may be familiar with. And actually some of the characters which you see on Shark Tank were actually on Dragon's Den originally in Canada, such as Mr. Wonderful. Um, as well as, oh my God, Robert Herjavec, who's no longer on Shark Tank, but he's actually Canadian um, and was on the original Dragon's Den, which airs on a station in Canada called CBC. And I always wanted to pitch on Dragon's Den. So when I started Encircled, I thought it would be a great idea to go on there. I saw kind of similar companies going on there and pitching And truthfully, I didn't really understand the show and how it actually worked behind the scenes. So um, I thought it was a great idea to raise money and capital and get some press for the business. And so today I wanted to share with you all about that experience because it was actually four years ago uh, that I pitched for it. So I wanted to share my experience doing that. Um, what the process looked like at a high level, and I'll talk about as much as I'm allowed to talk about because they lock you into a pretty crazy NDA, the CBC does, but I can talk about um, a little bit at a high level about what happened and what the deal looked like and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so let's dig in. So if you guys have never watched these types of shows on TV, I'm going to talk a little bit about, first of all, what it actually is. So Dragon's Den basically is a show where entrepreneurs come on with their business ideas and pitch them to a panel. It's usually, I think, five um, quote unquote dragons, and the dragons are usually successful business people. So the year that I was pitching on it... Um, it was Joseph Mimran who started Joe Fresh, um, a clothing line in Club Monaco. Um, it was Jim Trilliving who'd been on for a very long time. He's the founder of Boston Pizza, um, among other things. It was Michelle Romanaugh who, um, I think her original business was like bytopia like one of those like, um, kind of Groupon kind of sites. Um, and it was... I think her name is Minhas. She does she has a brewery in Western Canada. And then who was the other one? Oh, Mike Weckerly, who is a um, investment banker. So yeah, that was the five that were on my season. And basically what the The gig is, is you pitch to them um, your business idea, you come up with a valuation, so how much your business is worth and you pitch to them and they either, they ask you questions about your business and they kind of grill you. And then if they're interested in investing in your business, they make you an offer on the spot. So let's back up a little bit and talk about the experience. So initially you don't just like go on the show and get to pitch to the dragons. That's just not the way things work. Basically, you have to go to a pre-pitch. So you go to an open house, open call for pitches. And I wasn't going to do it, but um, something compelled me to do it. So I had missed actually the first like five locations in Toronto for pitching that year. I think it was 2015. And the last location was Waterloo. Um, And I was... I don't even know. I was definitely full-time and encircled at that point in time, full-time running my business. But I think I'd just gotten back from vacation or something, or I was in LA for a fabric show. And literally I had to get up. I might've even flown back that day and gone on a red eye and driven out to Waterloo to pitch. Um, because it was my last shop for that season to do it. And I felt like this was a great time. The business was starting to grow. We were in the six figures of revenue, um, and seeing some tremendous growth. So I basically got some of my designs together, drove out to Waterloo. Waterloo is about an hour outside of Toronto. Um, and met them at this, like, met the producers at this, um, I guess you could call it like a co-working space. Um, and basically pitched my business. And I could tell they really liked it because the way I went in and I pitched it, I talked about the multifunctional stuff and I literally changed in front of them. You know, I think I had a, I remember I wore this, um, with this maxi skirt that turned into a, um, shorter skirt. So I wore it as a shorter skirt. And then in the presentation, I actually switched it to a longer skirt. And then I was wearing the involved top and I actually changed it from, um, short sleeve to sleeveless. And they were just like, mind's blown. I could see that they were so like the producers were really intrigued by the idea and thought it had a lot of TV value. I could just feel it from the questions they asked. We seemed to vibe like we got along really well. Um, and so I thought I'd done pretty well in the pre-pitch and basically what happens after that is they, uh, will call you back and let you know if they're interested in, um, moving you forward. So I did get a call back and basically they assign you a producer who you're going to work with and they help you come up with your pitch. So when you're coming up with your pitch, you also have to know your valuation. And if you've never valued a business, you're not alone. I never valued a business and I've only watched that show and seen people come up with what I would say are sometimes crazy valuations. Like you see in the tech industry, you see somebody who's making $10,000 a year in their business and they value it at like $10 million. And I didn't want to be one of those people. So what do you do when you don't know what to do in terms of determining of company valuation? Well, I Googled it. So I Googled it and I found a valuation calculator on the site called Mars. It's a startup hub kind of place in Toronto. And basically just started playing around with numbers. Like if our revenue was to grow to this next year, and this is our profit, what would our valuation be? So I came up with what I thought was a reasonable valuation and went from there. So basically you start working with a producer at the show and they start helping you craft your pitch because they want your pitch to be TV worthy. And I knew with my pitch that I wanted to pitch to the dragons, that it had to have some sort of interesting, uh, versatility, it had to have a lot of impact. It had to show, the true versatility of the garments. And I knew that the show loved it when you brought on lots of models. So I really wanted to bring on like, m- like basically eight people because at the time, one of our key designs was the Chrysalis Cardi, which is a eight in one piece. So I knew if I wore it one way and I had seven models wearing it the other ways, it would be really, really cool. So I got together uh, a lot of my friends and I asked them if they had any friends who would help and they did and basically offered to pay them like 50 bucks for the day or give them a design in exchange for coming to, um, the CBC. And I actually didn't have a lot of problems getting people to agree to this. They're all really excited about it, which is awesome. Um, and then you just spend the next couple months working with the producer coming up with your pitch. And then they confirm a date when you're going to actually go and actually legitimately pitch to these dragons and they're going to film it. And then you basically show up. So when we showed up for um the filming at the C B C Studios, which are in downtown Toronto, all seven models and myself, um, we all got our makeup done at um at the show, which was great. Um, but what we didn't what I didn't realize is that like you don't just like show up and then pitch. Like they have basically they have you show up and you're in like a queue. So your call time is whatever, 10 a.m., but we didn't actually pitch, I don't think, until 4 p.m. or something like that, because you never know how long these things are going to take. So the people before you could take an hour, they could take 20 minutes. And I guess the day that we were there, everybody was taking a really, really long time. Um, and we were actually the last people to pitch, which is just not the greatest situation. You don't want to be the last people to pitch because they've been sitting through all these pitches all day and it's a lot for them. Um, so that was kind of crazy, but also when we were getting ready for the pitch, it was interesting to see behind the scenes of the show and see the other people prepping to pitch and just some of the stuff was so crazy. Like I'll never forget. I was getting ready with models and I was like, okay, we're so unique and cool. And our pitch is so unique. Um, and then basically I see this, like, pirate ship. And I'm like, Hmm, what's that? And they're like, Oh, it's for this like hand sanitizer. And I was like, Oh my God, like we were so outmatched here. It was very nerve wracking to see how much money and how much, um, just over the topness went into some of these pitches. And I'm sure you've seen it on shark tank and all that stuff where people really go all out and try to impress, um, the sharks and do crazy things. Um, and that was definitely the thing because there's there's something to be said for having really great TV value, because what I didn't realize is that when they film your episode on Dragon's Den, that doesn't necessarily mean it's ever going to air. So my assumption was once you film, your episode is going to air, it's going to air on TV or it's going to air on the web. Um, But no, that's not the case. Uh, A lot of those episodes actually never air which is crazy. So you put all this time, this effort working with producers, you get models, you invest in all this stuff, and then it may not actually air. So I'm not sure if that happens on Shark Tank. I actually think it does. Um, So you can put in all this time and effort, and it could be really disappointing if the episode didn't air. So... Anyways, so let's fast forward to kind of prepping for the episodes. So we're at the studios with the models and, um, you know, we go into the green room and, you know, the models are eating, like they treat you really, really well on set, which is nice. And then they bring you out and basically they set you up to pitch. And the structure of my pitch was basically to talk about traveling light and how frustrating it was to have to overpack a bag and then you know I present the solution which is our Chrysalis Cardi and the models come down the stairs and you know it's very impactful when they like walk into the room and all the dragons are like whoa look at this this is one piece eight way is really cool um and then I basically spent the next like I don't know I think it was close to an hour answering questions on my business and on the product and all that kind of stuff and they basically can ask you whatever they want which can be very nerve wracking for people. And it necessitates that if you are going to do a TV pitch show like this, that you really know your business, you know, your numbers, you know, your growth, you know, your forecasts, your margins, all that kind of stuff, which actually I did know quite well. I would say the one thing I hadn't really thought about as much was the growth trajectory, like how much we would grow and where the business was going. So I think I undersold myself a little bit in that aspect. But it was, it was really wild, like the experience of pitching to these five very, very successful entrepreneurs and just seeing the questions that they asked. And I generally had answers for most of them for sure. Um, there was like a really awkward moment where they wanted to see one of our pieces on somebody and like it was like the wrong size and she tried it on. It was just like really weird. Um, And then basically what happens is when they're done, like grilling you on all these questions about your business, um, the dragons decide if they want to make an offer. And for my business, like what I was offering up, I think at the time, I think I was offering 20% of my business for 200,000. That was my valuation. So my valuation was about basically like, I guess, a million dollars. And, um, uh, four out of five dragons were very interested in my business. And ironically, the one that was not interested in my business was the one who was involved in fashion businesses. He had made the comment that my business was too niche and that ethical fashion wasn't really, um, something that was going to, um, grow. And I do feel like part of, um, my response to that probably is like, likely why, what I'll explain to you in the end happened with my episode. Um, happened, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, anyways, so basically the dragons will give you their offers. And I had two offers was two people kind of getting together and making an offer. And then you get to kind of go like phone a friend or like, you know, contemplate the offer, whether or not you're going to take it. And I got basically like two different offers. One was like exactly what I had offered. I think slightly less, um, slightly more equity maybe. And then the other one and equity, just so you guys know, is like shares or ownership in the business. The other one was structured more as a line of credit um, with like basically paying back uh, a royalty in lieu of an interest fee or something like that, which wasn't as interesting to me, but then you don't give up ownership of your company, which is, can be interesting. So I basically went back and like debated what I would do. Would I like, take the offers. It was so high nerves. And honestly, all my friends were there because a lot of my friends were modeling. So you have to go back in this little phone book and like confer. And like, I didn't know who to call because everybody was there. So it was very, very weird. Um, and then I come back out and I accepted one of the offers. So I accepted the equity offer. Um, and then basically what happens is like they say thanks for coming out. They wish you well. You go offset. And then they come and they do this like interview um, with you after, and I just like burst into tears. So in the interview afterwards, I just started crying. It was so embarrassing, but I don't know if it was just like all the emotions from being on TV and being filmed and having all my friends there and having being grilled and just talking about my business and having some positive stuff said and some negative stuff. But I just couldn't stop crying. It was really crazy. But the fact that I did get a very solid offer from two very prominent dragons who I admired, I was very, very jazzed about that. So that whole process basically wraps up then and then they come to you and make you sign like a bunch of documents that you won't talk about it and then uh, make you sign a bunch of documents to go into the deal stage, which is basically where they start to do due diligence, which is investigate your business and make sure that all the stuff that you said on TV is legitimate, that your sales match up. and your prospects match up and all that good stuff with the two entrepreneurs. So at this time, you don't ever really meet with those two dragons. I never saw them again. Um, you end up working with their teams and they kind of go through all the due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to prepare like a package for them that makes sense um, with all your assets, everything you own, all your liabilities, your business plan, Uh, financial statements. Uh, and you have to give like reports, um, for like monthly and who owns all the shares, all that kind of stuff. And that process takes like a really long time. Um, I don't exactly know when I'm trying to think of when it actually, hmm yeah, I'm trying to think of when it actually was finished, but I don't remember. Um, but I know we did film at the end of April, 2015, and I think it was probably in the fall um, that I found out w- what the deal was and what was going to happen. Um, so basically the deal fell through. So the deal that was presented on the table, they decided to not go forward with it um, for a variety of reasons mainly around scalability. My forecast, I think looking back on it was actually really conservative because um, I was trying to be really realistic, but these guys are looking for businesses that are like $150 million and up businesses and my forecast did not look like that. That's for sure. I definitely undersold myself, but um I think even if I'd done a better job on that and been more realistic to where we are today, I don't think they would have been interested in the business because the business model wasn't really their jam. Um, so it fell through, which was like shitty, really, really crappy. Sorry, I just swore there. Hopefully nobody's looking, listening to this with kids in the car, but it was awful. Um, when I got that call, I was devastated. So imagine you're so excited to work with these like two amazing entrepreneurs and you just think your business is going to take off and then they basically tell you that your business isn't great. Um, and that it's not scalable and that, you know, it doesn't have the margins and all this kind of stuff that you're not making enough money for it to be worthwhile. And it's just heartbreaking. Like I had just gone into my business full time, like in 2014, I quit my job. So I was pretty new in the business and I felt like they had just taken the rug right out from under me and it was devastating. And I'll never forget my friend Kay was coming to meet me for lunch and I was just, Either way, she was coming to meet me and I was just inconsolable. I was crying. I don't even think I had an employee yet. Um, or maybe I had one and she wasn't there that day or something, but I was like inconsolable, like crying, just so upset. Um, because it felt like somebody told me that my business sucked, which if you guys have ever had that happen or if somebody's questioned your business, it really stings. Um, especially when you've just quit your job to be into it full time, like talk about a double hit. So, you know, that, that experience was really transformative and I'll talk about that a little bit later why. But getting rejected actually turned out to be a really good thing. Um, it taught me a lot and it taught me to look at my business a little bit differently as well. But the second rejection and failure I want to talk about in regards to Dragon Den is actually the fact that this episode never aired. So for all the effort that we put into it and all the money and all that stuff, um, it never actually went to air. It never aired on the web. It never aired on TV. I never got an explanation why it just never aired. Um, In some ways, I think it was too normal. Like TV really likes extremes. They like it when it's really ridiculous. Like the company idea or the business idea is really stupid. They like that. Or they like it when it's like the next Facebook. Um, And I think we were maybe a little bit too in between. Like I knew my stuff, I had my stuff down, but I wasn't like the next Facebook. So it wasn't exciting enough, I think. Um, and also I got into it a little bit with one of the uh, dragons about the ethical fashion because his business was not necessarily in that space. Um, so potentially maybe he told not to air, but they are very edited anyways. A lot of the episodes that do air, I mean, you're talking about some of these people are chatting with these dragons for 30 minutes to two hours and you're seeing five minutes in the segment. So you can just imagine how much they cut down. Um, So they have to be extremely choosy with who they pick to air. And yeah, I never made it on air. So it was kind of like the double punch. Like not only did I not get the financing, I also never aired. And really what I went on that show for was the airing because I wanted the press because the press would have been so amazing. I mean, getting investment to scale and entrepreneurs to help you would be great too. Um, But to not have both, oh my gosh. I just felt like it was such a waste of time. I felt like, you know, I just had invested so much time. And at the time it was a lot of money to me into the show and it just felt very disheartening. But I would say it all worked out in the right way. So eventually I went on to pitch myself to another investor at a slightly higher valuation and ended up getting, um, Investment, an angel round of investment from him and his fund. And, you know, he's much more hands on um, and he's got a great team to work with. And it's worked out really, really well. And that would have never happened had I gotten the deal from Dragon's Den. And I think the thing that they don't tell you too about Dragon's Den deals is that, like, it looks like those dragons are very hands on in the business, but I actually don't know how often and how hands on they really are because a lot of them can't because they have their hands in so many different businesses. So for me, I guess the key learnings from this experience were really, you've got to seize opportunities. So if I hadn't taken that opportunity, I would have never known. So you've got to take opportunities as they come up and understand that sometimes they're not going to work out and that's okay. And people will have opinions on your business that say, you know, it's not big enough for them or it's not scalable enough or your margins aren't as good because you make stuff in Canada And there's always going to be these like opinions and just because one person has an opinion on your business doesn't mean your business is a failure. Your business can be a success and it can be a different kind of success, but definitely don't let people take you off your game, um, because your business is not fit into the mold of what they say a business should be. That's a definite key learning. And I guess my third key learning is you got to pick up and keep going after a failure. And for me, yeah, this, filming Dragon's Den was a bit of a failure. It was a lot of time and money invested into it. It was a lot of emotional capital. Um, and what I got out of it was a lot of lessons. So it wasn't a total wash, but it was a fail for sure. It's definitely not my shining moment. And I don't walk around with my CBC Dragon's Den t-shirt that they gave me and my plaque and be like, look at me. Um, because I felt really embarrassed about it. The fact that the episode didn't air and the fact that You know, we didn't get the deal, and actually, to be honest, like the fact that you can't even talk about that for a very, very long time afterwards, unless people were on the show, it it feels like it was like eons ago to me, which is so crazy because it wasn't really that long ago. I guess it was four years ago, but for me, it feels like a really, really long time ago. Um, And I just think that if you're gonna take one of these opportunities, definitely be prepared. So in advance, like work a lot on your pitch, like think about your business, think about how it would fit into the series, watch a lot of episodes that have come before you, um, and make your pitch super creative. Like I almost wish I'd done more with my pitch that would have been more sensational, but it just didn't feel like me. Um, but if you can, and if that feels like you, and that feels intuitively something like you would do, then definitely do it. Um, and if you can't get the PR value from the episode airing, I mean, you can always go around saying you pitch for that. So you pitch for Shark Tank, you pitch for Dragon's Den and use that as your PR and definitely make sure to read the NDAs (laughs) that they make you sign. An NDA, if you're not familiar, is non-disclosure agreement. A lot of these TV stations make you sign them. And I know for a fact, because we have this other brand that we work with in the States, Who was pitching and they were going to mention our brand on air, and we had to sign this really long NDA, and we were just a brand name that they were mentioning. So it's pretty crazy. These TV stations really have it locked up, but it can be a really great opportunity if you do get on air, even if it airs on the web, it can be really, really great press for you. So you got to take these chances when they come up, and if you do have a chance to do something like this and pitch on one of these shows, Um, try it out. And if you guys have any questions on it, definitely DM me at and boss. I'd be happy to share more about my experience, but I was really happy to share this with you guys today because I've never told the full story about this. And I thought it was really important to hear it because, um, it's definitely an exploration and how like planning your business and pitching a business, um, you know, on these shows doesn't always go as planned and that's okay. You don't hear often about these failure stories. What you hear are the ones that go on to, you know, be like the the Dragon's Den or Shark Tank favorites. And definitely I wasn't one of those, but that doesn't mean my business isn't like, successful. We're still growing and we're going strong. So, so definitely take that with a grain of salt and it's not the end of the road if it doesn't work out. All right. Thanks for listening to my story. I hope you learned something from me sharing my experience. And if you want to hear more episodes like this, let me know. I'm happy to share more behind the scenes of running my fashion business in Circled. If you want to give me a follow on Instagram, I'm at Brave and Boss. And if you love this episode, please share it, rate it, review it on your iTunes app. It's super, super easy. You just scroll down and click five stars if you thought it was great. And if you want to leave me a comment, that'd be awesome too. All right. Thank you guys. Have a lovely day. We'll talk to you soon.